0: Hey, Kim. Welcome to We Just Work Here.
1: (laughs) Hey, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks because our topic today is one that I think really just doesn't get enough credit for how powerful it can be, um, not just at work, but in our personal lives. But um, I'm not a psychologist and this isn't therapy, so we'll keep it focused on the workplace. But before we jump in on the topic, I wanted you to just give us a couple uh, minutes here on you, your background, what you're doing these days, um, and then we'll we'll jump in. So take it away. Yeah.
1: Hey everyone. My name is Kim Robinson. I am located in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived a lot of places and not from here, but I'm a proud New Yorker. Been here for about 15 years, but I've gone back and forth between the East and West Coast. Lived in California for a while, but happily in New York, as I said before. In Basically, who I am and what I do is uh, I help creative entrepreneurs develop and grow their business. So I work with makers, artisans, craftspeople to help them bridge the gap between creative and business practice. I help creatives um, develop their business via various different things with my platform called Three Points, where I share resources, guidance, and community to help them overcome challenges and grow their business. So that's what I do, and I do a lot of workshops, I do a lot of talks, I create a lot of content, and I'm in the midst of building a platform, uh, a membership community for uh, the community that I've been building and helping for the last few years. And I really, really love what I do. My main thing in life, even outside of this, is really just about creating infrastructure and helping people. I love helping and connecting with people and building infrastructure. If I can help, that's great. But how can I create structure? So what's going to be great about this conversation, who can I connect Kelly to that they might be able to get help from her or et cetera. So I really like to pay it forward and create structure to help people with whatever they're trying to do in life personally. And it's what I do for creatives in my work with Three Points
0: which is amazing. A huge kudos to to you and your own entrepreneurial journey. Like this is a huge deal and a brave one. So that's amazing. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Not for the faint of heart to say the least.
0: No, no. Well, um, okay. So clarity, not to spoil it, but clarity is the topic of today's conversation. (laughs) And it's the thing we really want to kind of focus in on today. So Um, I want to kind of talk about all things Clarity, but also really specifically related to how it can offer unique solutions to a wide variety of challenges we face um, in the workplace. So let's jump in here. Um, Clarity kills drama. Clarity kills drama. That's what you posted a few weeks back on LinkedIn, and I think it really got my brain um, juices kind of flowing around what that means and how it can really transform things for people Um, at work. So why don't you kind of give us your elevator pitch on why you think clarity is so important when running your own business?
1: Yeah. And clarity kills drama is a phrase that a coworker of mine said when I worked at Red Bull many years ago, and it stuck with me. And it's something that I say now. And I think there's a reason why it's infectious and other people take to it because it's so true. And too often we all need it. And the general gist of it is, is that most conflict is rooted in misunderstanding most challenges that you're dealing with in your day to day we work with people we have to talk from talk with them we have to message them we have to communicate with them and the biggest challenge in the world is sending something from your brain to have it come out of your mouth or come through your fingers and then have it go into someone else's ears into their brain and register exactly how you want it to register. And even if you think you're doing it that way, they may not hear it or get it the right way, which then leads to conflict, misunderstanding. And depending on the extent of your relationship, this person could work for you. This person could be working adjacent to you. This person could be doing a favor for you and the execution fails or it doesn't live up to your expectations, or this person feels like they're not they're not doing work that they're clear on and they're running into issues cuz it's not it wasn't clearly briefed to them so in the, in the in the exchange of communication between humans in various functions to ask for things communicate things share um uh reprimand anything clarity is so important that we take it on our, our our responsibility as the people who are communicating in any instance. And I'm trying to think as clear as I can here to communicate what I'm communicating, that I'm not trying to be too busy. Because the second you confuse, you lose. And this is where the challenges happen with people. And in reality, what I've found, and the reason why it resonated with me, is because so many jobs I've worked have just been so horrible and it's been in, it's been bad relations and in people have been just underwater in projects or frustrated and the main attribute that i found in all these instances of unrest conflict drama was a lack of clarity and communication between the parties who were communicating with each other so when my old coworker said clarity kills drama i was like oh shit it does and that's the reason why things going haywire at all those other jobs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, hearing you even say that, I'm like, that's a miracle. It's a miracle that anything we ever say to each other ends up in somebody else's brain in a somewhat cohesive manner. Like it's incredible. And of course when we're doing that so many times a day, uh, the chances of, you know, some sort form of miscommunication, I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a guaranteed, isn't it? So Um, I think that's uh, a really kind of succinct way of putting it. Um, Do you feel like there are certain aspects of communication that you've found to be more effective in terms of like being more clear or offering more clear, like are there ways to communicate that offer more clarity um, that you found that have been helpful?
1: Yeah, I am militant about how I communicate with teams and internally working at jobs and even with myself. So, and this leads to a question I think you have later is that we have to get clear with ourselves first about who we are and what we want, not the bigger things of what is life, what is God, what is the meaning Mm -hmm. of life, just about like this little thing and uh, about what do you want from someone, even if it's from you, that you need to go out and do stuff and I need you to do blank, Kim. So I'm big on writing briefs, even if they're really raw briefs for myself on a piece of paper or Google Docs, or I use Notion. And I'm really big on putting down, what is the goal? What do I want? And writing it, and even if I'm not clear, just getting it down. And then from there, it's almost like a waterfall happens of what are the components that need to be added up to it? It doesn't need to become a full dissertation Ph.D. paper, but it just needs to be really simple that I can understand it and then I can use it to provide to someone and and then not only are they able to read it, but then I can back that up by speaking to it as well. So I'm a big fan of writing briefs because it gets me clear on what I want, um, the challenges, what I'm thinking and getting my writing and my thinking as clear as possible And then I provide that to someone who I'm working with, um, looking to collaborate with, um, talking to, whatever. And then there's a verbal briefing that comes after having them read that, that then we're, we're giving ourselves two chances to ensure that there is not a misalignment of expectations or of the deliverables or the goal. And I'm big on that. I work with interns, like young, young people. And they are just blown away and their heads crack when they deal with me because I come in and I'm like, okay, the goal here is blank. They're just so used to me saying the goal is because I'm saying it for myself to get myself clear. And then we're going down the chain because it's going to save us so much time and frustration later down the line. So I believe in the double briefing method by writing to get clear with yourself, writing for clarity not only provides you with a brief, but then you can use that. To be able to brief people and then you can double it up with a, a dialogue that then helps ensure that you you don't have misalignment and then the sparks that could fly if you did not do that.
0: Sure. And I like how you're describing the double brief. Like it's almost like you can play devil's advocate for yourself to kind of think through like what may the objections be, what would be in the mindset of like somebody who's receiving this information. Make sure you've got answers for all of those so that, you know, you can bring that to the table. And then I'm sure you can use this in so many scenarios, like performance reviews and and one on ones and with your client. I mean, there's there's unlimited applications.
1: And, And one thing that I forgot to mention, the biggest thing that we all fight against that writing makes us like like you said, seeing it all through is the curse of knowledge the curse of knowledge means that you know something so well and you've been doing it long enough that you can't even put yourself in that place of not knowing nothing about it yeah. and being someone who's entering and coming and facing it at the for the first time, engaging with it for the first time. So my interns do not know any of the things that I know because I've been in business for over 20 years. So for me to come in and Engage them and they'll still say, Kim, I didn't understand that. And the reason why they say that is because I've told them, like, tell me immediately if I'm saying things that go over your head. So I think we, it's not even, it's just natural that we have this knowledge and this background that almost clouds our ability to communicate effectively because we can't deprogram the knowledge that we have relating to something we know. And that's what a lot of times makes for misalignment and miscommunication and drama.
0: Yeah, that is so true. I mean, that's just like a reality of being, you know, even somewhat of an expert in anything that you're doing at work. If you've been close to it for a significant period of time, it's going to be hard to pull yourself out of it. And of totally. course, yeah, and that leads to the drama, which is so un, not just unnecessary, but it's just not intentional so much of the time. Exactly. I I with people, right? And- okay.
1: Exactly, and I think, and uh, and if anyone's been when they're listening to this, it could be like about antagonistic, and this person's a dick, and blah blah blah. It really is. Most people mean well, and they're they're coming from a good place, but they just aren't almost hacking for themselves because of what their hurdles are. They're almost talking to themselves instead of someone who's approaching it at a different place. And it's just when you become mindful of everyone's approaching the topic and the subject in the ask from a different place that we have to get so crystal clear with ourselves and them. And that's what's going to help us get the results we want. Because in the end, this the piece, I wrote it for my audience and the subject was how to get what you want from people. Yeah, that was the subject line because that's what they care about. You care about getting what you want from people. And if you want to do that, you should practice clarity.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So that is a perfect segue to another um, little mantra I saw on your newsletter, actually, which was sweat the details. Um, I loved this. I thought that was, uh, you know, kind of such a a thought that's flipped on its head, I think half the time for us, you know, we're, we're kind of encouraging ourselves to just keep moving and grooving, not sweat the things that can't be, you know, maybe slowing us down. Um, What are what's your sort of thought process and how you've chosen to embody this in starting your own business or maybe what you've seen for others in business.
1: The only reason I really believe in sweat, the details is because I have not in the past and I've seen it all go to hell. This Mm. is all through trial and error of move fast. We got all these things going on and you actually lose more time by not doing the work in the beginning to get all the details tight and right. And another thing that informs my background is I used to be a producer for events, music videos, all kinds of things. And when you're a producer, everything, it's like playing Jenga constantly. Like you're mm-hmm. walking around with a board with Jenga on top and everything's going to fall at all times. And you you always have the way to ensure that th- shit don't go wrong is to communicate and be as detailed oriented as possible. And I bring that into my creative and my business practice, all these things that I really believe that if you simplify, you provide context, use examples, lean into specifics, and you find ways to tease the topic in the ask in ways that make it really, really specific and detailed, that's going to save you the time in the back and forth if someone, the way I look at it is if my, if someone comes to me and messages me after me asking them to do something and they have to, they have questions for me, I haven't done my part. Mm. The briefing should be so authoritative and clear that someone's like, I don't have any questions. You've done your part. And yeah. that's what I really lean into.
0: How do you do that without making that person on the other end feel like you're in the weeds or you're micromanaging? Like, what's the sweet spot of offering enough to empower them to fully complete the task well, but not making them feel like you're breathing down their neck?
1: Totally. And I think I step back once the briefing happens. I don't micromanage in the actual, like, results because those, when you do, if you do the briefing, step back you've done your part now it really is on that person to deliver so i really really recommend that it is a bit intensive the way this briefing process i'm talking about and it's not about it's about just get, gaining alignment and holding hands with someone in that beginning of do we understand each other are we clear so that when they move they feel empowered and confident and clear to be able to get done what they want to get done. And you're clear on what the results are going to be. So that then when they deliver it, it's up to spec in what you're looking for. But the most important thing is you got to let it go once you brief them immediately. So I think some people, the people who I work with, and I'll hire vendors, and they're probably all blown away. I'll have to show you some of my Notion docs where it's like a full rundown of this is what three points is. Here's where we're all. And I try and put it into bullets and sentences to provide them with the framework and then say, here's what your job is. And here's how you may fit be, in. Exactly. Because they need to understand the full, the full world and how they fit in. And then I step back. And it's really important to do that because you want someone to feel empowered that now they can do their part. And then last part, I almost think of it like, When you do brief someone and you give them like all of the stuff and you're engaged in it, it's almost like a big job, like the way that parents do for kids. So kids love it when their parents give them adult big jobs or they say, hey, you know what? You can push this cart. And they're like, oh, wow. Or hey, you can wash this dish. Kids get freaked out and just curt when they're offered benign jobs that we're all used to being like, Whatever. But when they're given something new in that responsibility, they really feel proud. They feel entrusted. And it's the same thing with adults and uh, grown adults, where if you if you set it up to explain to them how this role that they're coming into and how they're supporting it, they're going to feel like they're holding the world and they're like the, the, the missing key. And it's really important to do that. Whereas past jobs I had, someone would be like, hey, we need you to do this thing like blank. Don't know why I'm doing it don't know the part I play in it and I don't feel special they've just told me here's this job keep moving and you do it but you don't feel good so I'm all about trying to it's all to optimize that I get the results I want and I want to be a good person right
0: well yeah there's that too but um also I think to your point just helping to motivate others by helping them to see why their contribution is going to help them as well right how they don't just add to the to the success of a team, or they're not just fulfilling, you know, the bare minimum of what they need to do for their job or hit the bottom line. This is going to kind of play into the full picture of their career growth as well, which is exciting and motivating as an adult person to think about if I tackle this challenge, if I wrap my brain around this concept, if I take this brief and run with it and really deliver, um, you know, it's going to end up in a great place for me, which is definitely motivating.
1: And I can say in one of my last jobs that the HR team, because Red Bull invests so much in their HR department, they are considered strategic partners with leadership. I learned so much. And a lot of my thinking comes from what I learned from uh, amazing HR professionals mm-hmm. who helped me understand people. They matter. And you have to treat yeah. them like they <laughs> matter. And you're going to get what you want. You can't just be all transactional. So, so true. kudos so to true. you and your ilk.
0: Well, okay. so on the topic of people um, and, you know, the things that they may even come to HR with, I think something that I've heard employees mention quite a bit is needing clarity, um, but not really knowing how to find it and also to give it to others. So um, I think. I don't know. Why is clarity so elusive for people? Like, why does it seem like something that's so difficult to find? Or um, do you think that it's like a lack of strategy or a lack of knowledge or a lack of, you know, good briefing? Um, You know, and clarity is a big word. I think I mean it just sort of in the in the business context. Um, You know, why can it be so difficult for us to find?
1: Totally. And I'm so obsessed with creating clarity for myself and others. That that's the tagline for my business. Three points empowers creative entrepreneurs with confidence, clarity, and direction to grow a successful business for themselves. And I, people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I literally just create, help make people confident and give them the clarity, help them find the clarity that they need because that's when they can go forward. Because mm. you feel stuck in place. And I love this question. I don't think that, none of us are clear in the beginning for anything and i think it's an iterative process i think of it almost like product development that you are develop an idea comes out rough it's shit it and an idea could be hey i want to get breakfast and then it's like i don't know where to eat breakfast and you are like, uh, and then you look at stuff and then your mind it starts t- getting tighter and tighter on like Maybe I want this from breakfast and then it iterates and it keeps iterating and iterating. But you have to say what you want. Like I want a breakfast, but you know, I want a fun breakfast. I don't want just any breakfast because I could go there. So what it's clear, a lack of clarity is a normal thing. and I think we have to be comfortable with living in the mess of it. But what you have to be, what you have to do is earnestly and iteratively work to like Answer a little piece, and then it gets a little bit more refined and refined. But I think where we all get little little, uh, you know, uh, overwhelmed is that we're almost thinking of it in the very, very finished fashion, like yeah. a business I want to start or mm-hmm. something I want for myself. We take it so far that our development and the iteration of the idea isn't even nowhere near that. It takes so much time to get there, depending on what that thing you want to like get clear on. I've spent three and a half years creating clarity for what my startup is while doing the work. It's been a mess, but it's been getting tighter and clearer and clearer. But mm-hmm. I could only get to that point if I'd spent the time in doing it. So I really mm-hmm. think that for all of us, it's not a lack of strategy. Clarity is like it's really about your your the the that larger thing you want me want breakfast me want education me want idea me want blank caveman style and then developing it in a very very methodical way that it almost gets a little tighter it gets a little tighter but we have to be patient with that and that's where clarity is found by just going through that iterative process
0: And doesn't that apply to each other, like giving each other the space and the patience to iterate and to tighten things up? Um, And yet I think that can be difficult in the workplace because we are held to deadlines and there are expectations. So I guess what, you know, that could lead to some conflict. So if that's rooted in misunderstanding, what are some simple steps that anyone can kind of take to understand, you know, some conflict a little bit better?
1: Yeah, your point about the deadlines of work is so true. We don't exist in a world where, hey, this thing isn't clear. I've done 95% of the projects in the workforce where it was due yesterday. We got to go and we have to do it. And does the end result come out the way that we want it? Was there conflict? Yeah, it didn't come out always the way we want it. And there was conflict in the midst of it. So I think that the... We live in the reality of the world that these things are going to like they're not going to be able to be given the time that they need sometimes and that's going to create the conflict and that's fine. But I think if we do our part where even with what, when we're working with what we're working with, we do the best to communicate what we can and we don't just like half-ass it that if I have a little to to share to to help you that I'm going to do that because that's going to make it better for you. Because again, we're holding hands jumping out of this, right, this plane together. Right. right. So at least do me the do me the solid to try and like give me is the best info you can. And then when the conflict comes down, it comes down, but it's not gonna be as like, I don't know. I just feel like most people just just pass information along when they're stressing things. And it's like just do the due diligence and it'll set someone up. That's all I want from someone
0: else. Sure, sure, yeah. And then for even for on your end, if you're the person iterating and you're the one trying to tighten up, you can communicate that to other people, right? Like I'm in process. I am looking for clarity. Exactly. You and people have a lot of empathy for that. I find. I don't think that any of us. I think it's the lack of knowing um, what I think. Somebody I spoke to recently was saying um, on the podcast was saying, you know, we kind of fill in the blanks with um, something negative, right? The human nature is. If I don't, if there's a piece of missing information, it's got to be bad. And um, I think that's a real mindset where we can retrain ourselves to say, there's missing information here. I'm not going to assume that if you and I are on a team, Kim's dropping the ball, I'm going to say there's something I'm missing here. Let's come back to the table. Um, And I think that's a really important piece that's sometimes missing.
1: Totally. And I loved your point about the transparency of, I don't have this all figured out. And -hmm. it's just such a great way in collaborative, collaboration with someone you work with that you, they can help you, but you still have to remember it starts with you that you have to push to, to get the clarity because they're taking the ball from you and going forward, but sharing who where you're at in the struggles, particularly with deadlines of a job where it's like, I got, when I worked at agencies as a producer, so many times they'd send us this RFP that was like, not even remotely baked. And we have to figure out how to make it work. And then people come to me and say, oh, let's do blank. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to this. And then I'm going out into the field, h- hiring vendors and briefing them. And they're like, that don't make sense. And I'm like, I know, but here's the background. Da, 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 da. So it's really the transparency um, it creates connection. And mm-hmm. then you have to also understand that sometimes you're just going to have shit and you're going to have to work with shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have all the information and you just have to keep going, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. You got um, it.
0: Well, this has been a really enlightening conversation, um, Kim. I really appreciate it. And I hope some people, not just myself, um, have been able to learn a little bit more about Clarity and how to develop it. I'm sure there's more we could jump into on this topic and perhaps we will in the future. But for now, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it.
1: This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh. Um, Cheers.